0: Hey, folks, this is the Serving the Peace podcast. I'm your host, Brent Hardy. As always, Joshy McJoshface is joining me today. Say hi, Joshy McJoshface. Hey, <laughs> I'm surprised you went along with that. <laughs> and fan favorite, our favorite fly head, Jessica, is
1: joining oh, us today. Say hi, Jessica. Hi. She just told you not to call her that anymore. She God, she's almost so a No, no, she didn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just waiting for it so I could, like, mock you openly over the podcast. We
2: just need to be honest.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, in that case, there's some other choice words you could probably use for me. (laughs) All right, let's get started.
0: another story but josh brought something else and i have to go with that for a second go ahead josh i
1: did so i'm, I'm always fascinated about uh you know uh, medical technology and technology to make people who have some kind of and I'm sorry if you're offended by the word disability, make their lives <gasps> easier. I know. People get weird about that word. But anyway, I so I came across this article that says, blind engineer builds a smart cane that has Google Maps, Bluetooth, and a sensory device. And I think that's really cool. You know, I've seen a lot of different things for uh, different disabilities that, you know, just just make their lives easier. I, I saw a one that was... How did she do it? What do you mean, how did she do it?
0: How did she build
1: it? She's blind.
0: Oh, my God, it's
3: called Braille, <laughs> you freak! <laughs>
1: God. Yeah, but did they have a braille calculator? I I'm did. sure they have a braille calculator. It's not that complicated. You just put the little dots on the buttons and like, oh, that's two. Oh, that's three. I'm assuming I'm not braille, but she must have a powerful
0: brain because whenever I'm building, creating, doing something, I have like a notepad there and I'm writing stuff down so I can remember this, remember that, and do wait, all that stuff. Wait, 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 she wait. has not memorize all. Let that. me what let me get this straight. On? Let me get
1: this straight. You're you're assuming that the person who developed a smart cane must have a powerful brain? No shit! (laughs) Jesus! No, I saw another cool one that's uh, built for uh, paraplegics that uh, it... It's basically like a Segway, but it's like a stand-up wheelchair. So you can have greater mobility. The The base of it's a lot smaller than a standard wheelchair, so you can get into tighter spaces. I've
0: seen those where, like, it's a wheelchair, but it also stands you up. I've seen those ones, too, but those you ones know, are so usually get, huge. Yeah, so you
1: can use that. This is a second device. And I've seen them
0: use those for hunting. Because yeah, guys want to stand yeah. up so yeah. they can shoot yeah. and see. So and the one I saw on. was
1: actually a second device chair, however, or however you want to look at it, that helps you, kind of picks you up, puts you into it, and stands you straight up. And kind of locks you into place, I guess, would be the best term I could use. But what I thought was really cool was, like I said, the base of it was a lot smaller. So you Mm -hmm. can get into those tighter spaces that usually wheelchairs wouldn't have access to. So I thought that was really cool. And like I said, I'm always fascinated when these things come out for people with different challenges in their life that just, you know, make their lives easier and more. We're going to get hate mail over this. More normal. (laughs)
2: <laughs> what is normal well, I would, i'm sure it's hell not normal. a
1: couple of weeks ago i met up with a buddy of mine
0: craig uh he's in a wheelchair he has spinal bifida and stuff and oh yeah, yeah. and we were we met up and i was watching i was actually fascinated by this because he has a pickup truck mm-hmm. he has all hand controls on his pickup truck okay he has a boom in the back of his truck and so he actually will hook his chair up with like a big chain and he'll use the boom to kind of reel it back into his truck in the back in the back area oh, okay. You know, and then he has a remote control inside where he can lift it and bring it back to him, so he can kind of get out of the truck, get back inside. And then we we get him; in, he gets in the chair, and then we go inside the restaurant. And sure enough, the chair is just like a half inch too wide.
3: We oh. to get him through the door, and so he's like
0: kind of shuffling in. Yeah. And I'm watching him, and I said this joke because he has a really good sense of humor about it and stuff, and I was like. Hey, dude, are we about to get free lunch? (laughs) Do that, or we get an eighty-eight lawsuit on our hands right here. And so, and he just laughed along with it. He's like, "Yeah." And then uh, the other part was, uh, for a waitman in the restaurant, and it has a sign that says, "Please wait to be seated." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Dude, does that trigger you?"
1: See, that's one of the things where you really got to know a person to know what you can joke about and what you can't. Yeah, that's I love, funny. I
0: love everyone who can make fun of themselves oh, yeah. and laugh long I think it's like a, I you think know, it's great.
1: I'm a big believer in that if you can't laugh at yourself, you're not allowed to laugh at other people. Yeah. Yes. So you have to have a sense of humor about your own inadequacies uh, in order to be able to make fun of others. Yeah, exactly.
0: You got to be able to take it and dish it back. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
1: There's nothing I hate more than somebody who can dish it out and then when you say the slightest thing to them, they get all butthurt and triggered. They're like, you can't say that. I used to work with a guy who was the worst crap talker ever like he didn't know how to talk crap to people because mm-hmm. he, he made it like way personal and went way too far with it and you're like dude that's not okay and <laughs> to where there were many conversations about hey I need you to understand that if you ever say that kind of thing to me again in front of people I'm gonna beat your ass <laughs> but then if you said the slightest thing back to him you'd get so offended and so mad about it I know a guy like that I'm too. so he glad would... he doesn't work for us and we pawned him off on another agency <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we, I know a guy like that too where he's very witty and he always has those smart remarks, but he cannot do the comebacks. Yeah, I can. And so he'll <laughs> he'll say something to you, like he'll make fun yeah. of you or something, but if you shoot it back, he's oh. just like... Deer in the headlights? Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: like he doesn't have a backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, you always got to think about the next sarcastic <coughs> comment you need to make. Always. Always, always. You got to have a lot. I mean, that's the beauty about being the
0: youngest in my family is... I got clowned so bad at home that by the time I got to school, nobody, it was scorched
1: earth. Nobody a chance oh, yeah. against me. I'm like, what? what? Come on. Come at me, bro. That's right. I'm a ginger. Bring it. That's our word. Our word. Does
2: that trigger you, Brent? It
1: does. It's my word. That's why I constantly use it.
0: Okay. All right. Toning it down a little bit. There's a great article here. I I posted it on um, our Facebook page. I posted it on, I mean, I should even share it to my wife because I'm like, please read this because... I'm reading it, and it's one of those things that I always understood this about myself, and I think a lot of people understand this about themselves, mm-hmm. but it's different to see it in writing. It's different to see someone that's able to like put it in perspective and put it in something that you can articulate. It's called You Cannot Pour from an Empty Cop. Okay, <laughs> instead of an empty cup, it says you cannot oh, pour from yeah. an empty cop. Pony. yeah. Yeah, it came from LawOfficer.com. It was written by Jonathan Hickey, and there's a few things I just want to kind of go over with you guys. Because a lot of people, I mean, whether you're working... First, as a first responder, law enforcement, whatever, I'd consider linemen and PG&E workers, those kind of guys, all as first responders, because we depend on them a lot, right? I mean, pa- power lines go down, car accidents take out. I mean, I'm like, where's the PG&E guy? You know, where's, where's the electric guy? And we need. not to go know, near that. we got a fire starting right now. We can't even put it out because it's still going because like, yeah. the electricity still running. Yep. I actually had that where the lines had dropped across the road, started a fire. And they were able to kind of contain the fire, but they couldn't deal with the cause of the fire because the power lines were there. We couldn't even drive across the road because they all always split and frayed the lines. It was bad.
1: No, that sucks. So, all right.
0: <clears throat> I'm going to read just segments of this and kind of go over this with you guys. As a cop, I live for my days off. And when I finally get to my first day off, the day that I had planned to take on the world, Walmart, the gym, and all the moldy stuff in the back of the fridge, I just want to disappear in between the cushions of my couch and not come out for days. Yeah, that seems... Legit, Josh, I mean, Josh, you him. felt like that, right? Jessica, have you ever had days like that where it's like, I finally oh, get yeah. this moment, and
1: I just don't want to do anything at all? That
2: was yesterday.
1: Uh, this is actually <laughs> my first day off. Uh, this is my start of my weekend. So yeah, I feel like I've got right now, <laughs> okay. and yet I'm here. You're welcome. So <clears throat> uh, this job can really suck the life
0: out of you. I know you know what I'm talking about. Sure, it's part of the job, but it can wear on you, and that can lead to big problems. Problems like compassion, fatigue, or compassion fatigue, exhaustion, depression, withdrawal from people, destruction of personal relationships and home life, drinking, more drinking, even suicidal thoughts are worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen it all. We all know fellow cops who have burned out, let their personal life fall apart as they chase the job, or even worse, died by suicide because they felt they they had nowhere else to turn this is something we've discussed this on the show I've, i'm very passionate about it the laws is here in california and i think it's true for a lot of states the 5150 laws right if you feel like you're a danger to yourself or a danger to others you can lose firearms you can lose rights and frankly that can lead to a loss of career yeah all right when you're a cop or a lineman or whatever um that career becomes a big part of your identity and who you are and who you identify is i mean if you if you're having these thoughts i mean basically what it is it's motivation to be quiet and then not talk to people and they not even step up or do anything mm-hmm. because of, of, of the possibility that you'll lose your career, that you'll get suspended, that you get time off that all stuff. And, and they think they're helping you, but you don't want to lose these things that make you who you are. Okay, so uh begins to lay off uh, seven practical things to kind of help deal with So if you're feeling like this, he kind of lists out seven ways to kind of help deal with it and help you, um, like techniques you can use. The first one is um, rest on your Sabbath day okay great warriors always return from battle and rest soldiers take time off in between deployments cops don't regularly have that ability because at the end of your short break you are back on duty it is imperative to give yourself a day to recover once you get to that first day off remember it's okay to accomplish very little and maybe even binge some netflix you've been hyper vigilant and taking care of everyone else's problems and conflict for the past several days this is why I like where I live now, mm-hmm. because it takes me about an hour to get home from work. But during that hour, I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to our show. I, can, I mean, yes, it sounds a little
3: <laughs> it sounds a little
0: weird that I listen to my own show, but I have to critique it, right? Um, so,
1: so it is super weird that you listen to your, our own show. I mean, I do it too, but it is still su- <laughs> everybody tells me it's really weird. But you
0: decompress. Right? Yes, it's no, true. Sometimes I just
1: listen to music. I get that.
0: You know what I'm saying? And and you decompress. But I like how it says rest on your Saturday. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what day of the week that is. Just take that day and say, "I am resting this day. I am spending time with my children. I'm reconnecting with this." Really hard to
1: do. It's hard to do depending on your schedule too.
0: Yeah, if you're running, if you're running a household and you got kids, I mean, there's some things that you're just never going to be able to stop from. Mm, Sure.
1: Well, you know, but what I mean is, is you know, it (coughs) depends on the on on your schedule. So many moons ago, uh, you know, we were on we worked five eights, which Mm -hmm. in law enforcement is. Ridiculous. Nobody does five eights because it's stupid and it doesn't really work very well. And it didn't work very well. And what you actually ended up doing was working 512s or five Um so you get home, you crash out, you get up, you go back to work, and then you get two days. You had two days off, and you didn't have time to rest or recover. You had shit to accomplish during those two days. You had to go run errands, you had to go do this, you had to go to that kid's soccer game or you know, football game or whatever it is, and you had so much to do, so by the time you had to go back to work, you never had a chance to rest. So now we finally uh, kind of smartened up, and now we're on twelve-hour shifts. So now you have three or four days, which is a lot better. So you can—it's yeah, yeah. a lot easier to take that day, at least one day, and just be like, you know what, I'm not doing a damn thing. Exactly. I'm gonna sit on the couch and not do crap. I'm gonna, you know, I, I just started binge-watching Justified again because it's a great show. Um, Justified, you owe me five hundred dollars for the plug. Yeah, the show's over. They're not actually gonna pay you. So <laughs> the studio's still there. <laughs> Um, so it's, you know, you, you find that something to just kind of relax and turn off your brain and just chill. Okay. Just, just do nothing. I think it's very important. I, I don't, I think people don't realize the importance of doing nothing every now and then.
0: All right. Step two, diversify your friends.
1: I'm sorry, except politicians. They definitely get the whole doing nothing.
0: <laughs> right. All right. D- diversify your friends. After raising my right hand and swearing to the oath, I quickly became, began to live and breathe everything law enforcement. Okay. <clears throat> All my non-cop friends didn't really seem to get it. Not to mention the same questions that they ha- always have, have ready to ask. So what's the craziest call you've ever been on or have you ever been shot or have you shot anybody? Right. I, I get those a lot, right? You you mm-hmm. eye roll sure. and like, yeah, whatever. Have you pointed your gun at people? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> like, have you ever shot anybody? No, not yet. You know, but the day's still young. Right. <laughs> just, you, know, <laughs> you should
1: start answering with it only once, and it was the guy who just asked me if I'd ever shot someone. But,
0: but as a result, what happens is you start drawing towards other cop friends. Sure. Because okay. you're like, these guys get it. These mm-hmm. guys understand don't do that right diversify your friends answer the dumb questions because they're all going to come up oh yeah but hopefully your friends will only ask them once they'll get your answer and then they'll stop bugging you about that kind of stuff right but open it up right yeah. i mean Jessica came in she sat down we started talking about her dog mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she did ask me a cop question but it was a very basic one i honestly don't mind like the lock questions i don't you know i love True. answering those questions for people well, But i had
2: to know <laughs> well yeah
0: that
1: was actually important yeah. <laughs> that, that made sense so, But,
0: I mean, and that's cool. I love it. I love hearing about her and her family Mm -hmm. and what they're doing at home and stuff. Just anything that's just outside of work. Right, and just you know, just other topics and stuff. Because if I don't, I just get sucked into the same crap all the time.
1: Yeah, no, I disagree. I totally uh, disagree with you. I think that you should only hang out with the same people that do everything that you do and uh, live, make your your job your entire world. I think that's much healthier. Yeah, I've already. Lost. Oh, sarcasm isn't coming through. I apologize. My sarcasm <laughs> is not coming through. I apologize. I, I was gonna say I've already lost a lot enough hair in the you know, last year or two. I, yeah, I was gonna say.
2: I have to say though, like because we our linemen and -hmm. we travel and so we do hang out with a lot of fellow linemen because Mm -hmm. they're the only ones that understand living in a fifth wheel and yeah yeah. you know yes i'm high class line trash
3: (laughs) (laughs) i love that (laughs) right
2: but but nobody else understands that like i mean joe blow off the street where do you live in a fifth wheel well why Mm -hmm. because it's a choice (laughs) and so we do hang out with a lot of fellow linemen maybe,
0: maybe that should be our new nickname for her Jessica, our favorite trailer park <laughs> line trash. Line no, trash. Line trash.
2: High class. High class line trash. trash. Yes. Jessica, Hey, I've driven to that
0: trailer park and there are some like $150,000 RVs and stuff and like some beautiful yeah. trucks and everything. Oh, like oh heck yeah.
1: Here's
2: line can make really good money. Right? Oh, they do. Um, I gotta to be watch honest, watch that, that
1: sounds like a t-shirt. High class line trash. It is a t-shirt. <laughs> it is a t-shirt? It is That's a awesome. T-shirt. <laughs> uh, well, they went that idea. Although it sounds like a really niche market for that one.
2: Yeah, lots of bumper stickers too. That's of That's awesome. High yeah, no.
1: but you know what but you're right you know the, the people that do what you do and live in that life yeah they get it and you do get tired of answering the same kind of dumb questions over and over again but you're right you're right in the aspect that you do want to have that diversity of the people that you're that you're around so you're not having the same conversations over again and you're not really at work all the time because when you're hanging out with work friends let's face it inevitably, Work comes up. Work stuff yeah. comes up in the conversation. That's gonna happen. Right. Hey, man, Do you remember that call we were at the other night? Holy crap, that's that's that stuff's gonna happen. And mm-hmm. you don't really you shouldn't be doing that constantly. Not constantly. And there's a there's there's a balance here. I'm gonna get out there. Step three, find your
0: therapy. Okay?
2: Running. Guns.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember remember all those cool things you used to do before you were a cop? Remember the long weekend rides through the countryside <clears throat> on your Harley. Remember when you used to bring that home trout for, by the bucket full. Okay, find your therapy. I would also add to this, find your vent partner. Not somebody that talks bad about you, not somebody that's going to share your stuff. Hmm. But like Josh walked in today, he had that, he took a deep breath, he sighed, and he kind of vented at me about stuff that's happening at work. I won't repeat it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and nobody at work is going to know what he told me. You know what I'm saying? Did, I'm not going to repeat it because he wasn't really listening you know? to me. And I'm not directly involved in what he's doing, mm-hmm. so I'm not close enough to be a part of what's going on. Like, his yeah. stress does not share to me. And that's yeah. the other thing. When if you're going to vent to somebody, don't offload your stress and put it on somebody else's shoulders. Sure. Right. But so that's hard to do. And that's why I think spouses go wrong with this. Because when a spouse is complaining about something that's happening at home or with the kids or whatever you want, you're taking your stress and you're offloading it from you and you're putting it on your spouse's shoulders who might be at work, who might be at shopping, who might be taking care of something else. Be careful using your spouse as a vent partner. Sometimes oh, definitely. Sometimes you need that third party, someone that you can just unload to and they just shrug and they give you yeah. practical advice and they help you feel better about it
1: and you move on. Yeah, it's also very important that if, if somebody's <laughs> venting to you, remember that they don't necessarily, they're not talking to you because they want you to fix their problem. They just need someone to listen to them and just, and just tell them like, dude, that sucks. You know what? That, that probably was really hard. Man, that sucks that you're going through that. They're not looking for a fix. They're not being like, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about walking in and telling them this? Don't do that. Don't do that all the time. Okay. Sometimes legitimately they want your advice, but sometimes people just want to vent. So that's important to remember that as well. As right. far as... Sorry, I'm not done. God, you're <laughs> We are up against the clock, mister. It is time for a break. I was going to... Fine. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I really wasn't done. <laughs> Apparently, Josh wasn't done. No, uh, no, point. So, go ahead, Josh. I was going to piggyback on something that you just said about having the, those therapies. Um, so something we, we talk about in the whole peer support world is taking these i used to's and turning them into i do again. So we all a lot of us have these things that we used to love to do. And mm-hmm. I bet everyone out there if you think about it, you can think of something, man, I used to love to do this. Well, why is it a used to? Why did you stop doing that? Go back to those things that made you happy. You did them because they made them made you happy. I used to love playing golf. I was god awful and terrible at it, <laughs> but I really enjoyed playing it. And then one day I just stopped. And I have no idea why. So recently I've decided I'm going to pick up golf again. And I realize I'm actually even worse than I used to be. But that's fine because I still really enjoy it. Um, So it is important to find those things that you really enjoy doing and find those things that you used to love and maybe actually go back to them. It's funny because you actually slid right into point number four.
0: Get back into nature. Okay, getting out in the nature has incredible therapeutic value. Nature therapy can often be combined with the passion you pursue from step three above, right? I'm going to translate this into put down your phone. Get off social media. Mm -hmm.
3: Even if you're not actually Mm -hmm. going out
0: for a hike or something like that, put down your phone. Just give yourself a break for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. Go for a walk around. I mean, Jessica has great canals and creeks and streams Mm -hmm. and trees and stuff all around her place. I know you like to go running and stuff and take your dogs out. I do. run my
2: dog, but my dog needs three walks a day, so right in the middle of the day (laughs) when I'm like, oh, everything is so wrong, Mm -hmm. I get up and go walk the dog.
0: Yeah, and I would tell people, don't take your phone with you when you do that. You know what I'm saying? Just put it down, go for a walk, make those observations around you, mm-hmm. listen to the sounds, if the car's going by, whatever it is. Just make those observations of the world around you and just take that moment to decompress and focus on what's in front of you.
1: Okay, I got to ask, are you sure your dog needs three walks or you need to walk the dog three times? That's <laughs> no, two different yeah, things. That's but true. because They're both crazy. valid. They're both valid. I'm not judging. Because, both valid. Because just Because you <laughs> homeschool, so I totally understand <laughs> you need three breaks a day Sorry. just to get away from your kids. Definitely.
2: No, the Mal. Okay, it's both. <laughs> but he's a male and he has a ton oh, of yeah. energy. So, yes, we Super do need three dog. outlets a day. Makes sense. But uh, I'm pretty sure when I walk him on the canal road and I'm talking to him the whole time, the cars driving by think I'm nuts. <laughs> so,
1: well, so there is you know
2: hurt. what? i
0: bet just just put a fake Bluetooth in your ear. That's and
1: your true, keep
2: talking? No, you know you what? Know, what's funny is, is,
1: I bet there's two pe- kinds of people that pass by you and see you. There's one that are like, "That lady's crazy," and the others are going by going like, "Yeah, I get it." <laughs> it's I guarantee. It. It's, it's the dog. He
2: understands. Yeah,
1: the dogs. Dogs always understand. <laughs> Cats does. judge you. Dogs oh, understand. I, I can't tell you. Cats are super judging. How many times somebody has posted an article
0: about a mom who did something crazy, mm-hmm. and the t- caption will always be from another mom saying, "I'm not saying this is." it but i get it (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: well when you're stuck at home all day and i love my kids dearly however (laughs) there are moments when i'm like why can't you understand how to do this or i've taught you this 10 times Mm. and then of course i have a job too and so i'm trying to do that do you
0: do you ever threaten them with public school um, <laughs> like if you don't you back do. it off, I'm gonna send That's you hard. to public school. Yeah. You know what happens in public school? Bullying. <laughs>
2: you know, I have before years ago. Uh-huh. I, not anymore though. They're really good now, mm-hmm. but there's still moments. I mean, well, yesterday we get in the car, and I swear I repeat myself to my 12 year old 20 times a day.
1: Well, she's they're 12. I'm sure you repeat yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I do so the same thing.
2: I tell him, "I'm tomorrow. I'm going on the podcast." Okay, what are you talking about? Lane, I'm going on the podcast tomorrow.
0: You're going to hear it.
2: All right, what are you talking about? I'm like, Lane, I've already told you three times what I'm doing tomorrow. He's like, Mom, I'm asking, what are you talking about tomorrow on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, bud.
0: Right, sorry, I need to go <laughs> walk the dog. I need to go walk, <laughs> I to walk the dog.
2: Yeah. We, well, we're walking 10 miles a day now with that ding. Oh, dang! Things. Yeah,
0: right, they are high-energy dogs. They are is super high We've discussed this on the show before, too. Like, if you're ever looking into getting a Belgian Malinois. Keep in mind they're high energy, mm-hmm. uh, big space, if not lots of walks, you know, like stuff like that, because yeah. they will run around, they will try it. I mean, the police officers that use them that I know, I mean, i walk by this car and I can hear the dog scratching oh, yeah, as totally. if he's trying to dig underneath the door to come eat me. Yeah, they oh, are. I, they you
1: know, are. No, you know, I think a lot of people don't think about that when they get, when they decide what kind of dog to get. It's like, you got to pay attention to their temperament. Because if you get a high energy dog and you're not a high energy person, that's a bad fit. And that's not, that's going to go badly. That dog's going to end up tearing up your house mm-hmm. because they're going to go nuts because they're stir crazy. They if are. you're, you know, if you're a lazy couch potato, me, get a lazy couch potato dog. Okay, <laughs> they, they, Those exist too. Ooh, yeah. well
2: that when we were in the market for this dog uh the guy I bought him for mm-hmm. he interviewed me multiple times now what are your habits what do you do each day oh you're a runner that will work
1: yeah you know? that's that's a guy and who gets it though
2: yeah and so yeah. and I had been researching mouths for like mm-hmm. three <coughs> years before that wow so I already knew that I was gonna get a crazy
3: dog
1: yeah Yeah, Yeah, see, what you don't want to happen is to have your pregnant wife just pick up a dog randomly, and you walk in the door, and she's like, hey, don't let the dogs out. What do you mean dogs? (laughs) We are getting way off topic. Sorry, Sorry. yeah, wait, wait, wait. Let's get back to step five. That never happens. Step five,
0: Jessica's probably the only one in this room that actually does this. Take care of your body.
2: I, I do
1: do that. <laughs> okay. so, hey, in that new program we're using, can you just add cricket noises? After? <laughs> so, uh, uh, let me just read this real quick. I'm not going to preach about diet.
0: I eat too many donuts as it is. As I drink my 20-ounce yeah. Red Bull. Wait,
2: is that a cock thing? The
0: yes. Nuts? Law enforcement energy rings.
3: <laughs> uh, but realize...
0: <laughs> come on, guys. Let me freaking get through the article. Jeez. Sorry. Right. But realize that what you put into your body has a lot to do with the way you feel. <laughs> eating, yeah. eating good food and not garbage helps you to not feel like garbage okay so i have a buddy who just lives two blocks over here he, mm-hmm. he also works with us and everything shout out to kevin if you're listening to this uh he did keto and he's been doing it since i think he well, hear me out he's been doing <laughs> this since, anyways he's lost like 38 pushing 40 pounds mm-hmm. doing it and he worked night shift he worked other stuff and, and, and he he said there's a lot of observations that came with it besides losing the weight he said he's actually sleeping better during the day, which if you ever work night shifts, sleeping at during the daytime is really hard to do. I, if yeah. I can get five hours of sleep, I'm doing good. right? He says he sleeps solid. He doesn't have to take anything to help him sleep or nothing like that. He said when he's driving home, because he has the same long commute that I do, mm-hmm. He doesn't have to stop or sleep. He said before, maybe once or twice a week he'd have to pull over on the side of the freeway, get you know, get in the rest area, and conk out for five, ten minutes or whatever just to wow. get over. You know, he doesn't have to do that anymore. I just fall asleep while I'm driving. He has a lot <laughs> you just get in your driving. right? right? Like, you oh, I'm home, all right, cool. But well, he, someone's he, home. He said that he has a lot more energy and stuff. I mean it wasn't just losing the weight, but changing the way he eats and the and stuff he's sure. getting from the food that he eats, and eliminating the junk food and stuff makes a whole difference on that, like how he's sleeping and everything mm-hmm. else. He said he doesn't even snore anymore or anything like that I'm like well how do you know but apparently he doesn't start. but anyways yeah, it's just taking care of your body can can make a big difference besides just losing weight you know yeah. just, just having that balance of the right stuff in your body
1: no, no, no I get that and you're absolutely <laughs> right like I tried the keto thing and everybody I know who did, has done the keto thing, you know, uh, diligently, it's worked for them, mm-hmm. you know, um, it am- amazingly well. Um, I did it for a, a while and then I finally told my wife because we were both doing it. I was like, well, so here's what's going to happen we can continue ke- keto and eventually I'm going to eat a bullet, or <laughs> we can stop and I will live. These are the options. You decide whatever you decide, I, I'll go with. Because I was miserable. I hated life. I was pissed every day. I was mad at everyone. And I know everyone talks about, well, the keto flu, you got to get over that. Dude, that's only supposed to be like the first week or two. And I was into like, you know, month and a half, and I hated life. Mm-hmm. I have no willpower. I'm aware of that, probably why I ended up being diabetic. Um, but it, it just happens, you know, and I get that. And uh, uh, more power to people who do it and do it right, I, I couldn't do it.
0: Speaking of that, though, I mean, we introduced keto to my mom because my mom's diabetic. Mm and Everything keto is Mm diabetic-friendly, right? I mean, you eliminate carbs, you eliminate sugars and stuff like that. It is. It's very diabetic And so she was just having a hard time finding, like, recipes and stuff for diabetics. And I told her, I was like, hey, look, just here's a big, or my brother gave it to her, a big Mm -hmm. recipe book that was just a keto recipe book. And I was like, yeah, everything in there you can eat. You know, like, you just make these and you're good to go. My dad picked it up. And now he's lost a bunch of weight because he started doing the keto thing and Mm -hmm. sticking to it. Plus, that's the kind of stuff he likes to eat already. He likes the meats and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's something he's already drawn to in his body. you know. So for him, it's actually a lot easier to do it just because Mm -hmm. this is already the food he likes to eat in the first place. See, I'm a meat and potatoes kind
1: of guy, but...
2: I don't do keto. I do macro counting (laughs) so I can get my carbs, my proteins, and my fats.
1: See, and then when you get into all that macro stuff, I don't want to do math with my food, okay? I'm just trying to
0: eat. (laughs) Like, for me, I've lost 10 pounds in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I count calories. You know what I'm saying? So I'll eat a little bit of everything. I just keep my portions levels down. I Mm -hmm. pay attention to the calories I'm consuming. You know stuff like that and i have i allow myself only no more than 1800 calories a day mm-hmm. you know and plus if i'm working on stuff or doing whatever I mean, i'm in burning a little bit more but and, and that seems to work for me
1: there was a few years ago this guy uh he was he, i think he was actually a dietitian but he was trying to prove the point that it doesn't actually matter what you're eating when it comes to weight loss as long as it is about calories so what he was doing is he limited himself to i want to say it was 1500 calories but he was literally eating nothing but cookies and twinkies
0: yeah, was that I mean, the guy he was f- eating garbage.
1: Yeah, was that the guy who was eating gas station food? No.
0: Because there was one where a guy was just eating There was, Yeah, food. that was a different one. And he did the same thing. He lost yeah,
1: weight. Yeah, he lost weight. And yeah, he totally he lost quite a bit of weight. And all he did was eat crap but, because he, he stuck just, to this calorie he count. He stuck to the calorie count. Now, he wasn't by any means healthy because <laughs> he was eating garbage. But his point, and the point he was trying to make was, if you just want to lose weight, It really is about the calories. That's all you really have to do. Now, if you want to be healthy, that's a whole different thing. Like, you can eat, you know, shit and... Just don't eat a lot of shit, and you're going to. I'm just going to try to make you work with that bu- bleep. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was just. like you will lose weight, but you just. <laughs> in, but if you want to be healthy, then yes, you have to look at how much protein, how much this, how much that, how much that. And man, who's got time for that crap? Just give me the Twinkies. I
2: have an app. <laughs> I just plug it in, and I eat whatever. I want Yeah, I'm
1: so lazy. I don't even use the app. There that's terrible. It's yeah. god awful. Okay, uh, i so six. For that magic diet pill. Step six: uh, Don't be a control freak. Oh crap! Basket. There's a,
2: <laughs> a. There's a. I lost there's that
0: one. There's <laughs> a. The difference between being prepared and being in control one of the most mind-freeing things for me has been to realize that i have only so much control over the world around me sure so i've had this conversation with my wife where i've come home sometimes before work and she just piles a bunch of stuff on me it was a bunch of decisions she wants me to make a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff she wants me to take care of and that's tough to deal with mm-hmm. right because i don't want to be in control of anything when i get home right i have a job where i have to take on responsibilities and control and basically bring uh um, sanity to people's chaos, right? I mean, I, that's that's what I have to try and do. I have to try and bring control in in a world of chaos. And when I get home, I don't want to do that anymore, right? right? I want to decompress. Yeah, you know? and that's the, that's how I interpret this. Don't be a control freak. You can't control everything around you. Okay? Yeah. Sometimes your kids like my my. 12- and 14-year-olds, I mean, they, they get in the little shenanigans all the time. I accept that, and if they didn't get in the shenanigans, I'd kind of wonder what was wrong with them.
3: Right. Right? And
0: but that makes me feel a lot better about it. I'm not surprised when I hear about that letter that comes home from school, or I'm about this because I'm like, whatever, boys are going to be boys, and I can't control everything. I can just mm-hmm. deal with the discipline as it comes up, you know? Thoughts?
2: Well, uh, from, uh, a I stopped wife's, paying attention. from a wife's <laughs> perspective, like, I had to learn this, um, because Josh's job is super high stress. You know, he's mm-hmm. working on the transmission lines all day long. Right? So I've had to learn to not dump on him mm-hmm. when he yeah. walks in the door. Like, he needs to come in. He needs to clean up. He needs to shower. And and so the other day I was actually talking to him about this. I'm like, you know what? All I do all day long is make every decision for every single person in this household. Mm -hmm. I I decide what's for dinner, what I'm teaching the kids, what work, all of these things. I said, and I make so many decisions a day that I'm overwhelmed by the time you get home. Mm -hmm. And and it was boiling down to the gym. I was getting to this point in a really roundabout way. I'm like, that's why I'm still going to pay for my personal trainer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's because she tells me what to do. She tells me my workout. She tells me what to eat because it's one thing I don't have to decide. So from a wife's perspective, sometimes... It's good to have a best friend that you can just vent Mm -hmm. to before you get home. Yeah. But sometimes it just ends up being your spouse.
0: Yeah, and that's okay. Like I said, just be careful you're not, like I said earlier, just be careful you're not unloading your stress and putting it Mm -hmm. on somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay to unload your stress. Yeah. Just unload it and throw it out there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like yeah. throw it someplace else, throw it in the trash can. Just be like, Oh my gosh, let me tell you about my day And sometimes that has to wait till you're both laying in bed together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let him decompress, let him take a shower, let him eat dinner, let him you know, watch TV with the kids and connect with them for a bit. You know, and then when it's nine thirty at night and you're both laying in bed, then be like, Can I tell you about my day? Like, like, I I gotta tell you about this because it's been eating at me. You know. Well,
2: and and Joshua will a lot of times call me on his way home and say, "Tell me about your day," because if he can talk about it while he's driving, then by the time he gets home, we're both over it. Yeah, yeah. And and so he tells me about his day. I tell him about my day. And when he gets home, it's like, "Oh, I'm happy you're home now. I don't have all this stress anymore."
0: Mm -hmm. All right, step seven, you gotta have faith i'm making eye contact with josh yeah i see that okay there is uh this is where it all comes down what comes together for me this is the author reconnecting with my faith and having a relationship with god has given me long-term resilience and new purpose in serving others i have the support of my church family and i have an outlook on life that helps me to have a compassion for others which makes me a better cop okay I've had this conversation when people talk about, and this is one of the things I always mention, Republicans or conservatives have a bad time with their message, right? Republicans will throw it out there and be like, we need to bring God back in, back in school, right? That sounds bad. For for a group of people that already paint conservatives as, as uh, Christian wackos, mm-hmm. that's not the way to communicate that message. The message is we need to bring morality and principles and mm-hmm. just basic right and wrong back and say, look, it is wrong to steal and this is why. You know, it is wrong to do this and this Wait, is what? why. Oh, my gosh, Josh. <laughs> so, <clears throat> now, he, he connects with this church, and I'm a big supporter of that. I think um, if, if you do embrace any type of religion, some sort of Christian belief or, or Jewish or whatever you are, it does put life in perspective for you, okay? It, it makes it so you understand or at least you believe that when those eyes close, they open up someplace else, okay? And understanding that and understanding uh, the, the way the whole world just kind of um, – uh, Jessica, help me out here. <laughs> like, 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 how do you, like, the way you perceive life. You know what I'm saying? Like, when bad things happen, a lot of people are like, there can't be a God, there can't be this. And it's like, no, that's part of God's plan. Yeah, okay, it's, it's
2: all part of the plan. Yeah, and it's all part just, of the plan because... We I'm, just don't understand it down here. Well, exactly. And so, one day, we'll see the full picture you and so understand when it comes to
0: like holding all those burdens and stuff if you see and again i'm not pushing any specific type of religion but if you're holding all those burdens in, and stuff and you just see life differently mm-hmm. it unloads a lot because you're like well there must be a plan someplace whether it's karma whether it's this whether it's that you know and it just kind of helps you have a little more faith in humanity and help you have um i don't know it helps you feel more grounded and more anchored when you come home at the end of the day
2: yeah because there's so much bad in the world,
0: Josh. You're so quiet; it's scaring me. I've never had this
1: happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, much like probably some of some of the, a lot of the people who are listening, I'm going to go ahead and have a big group unrolling of our eyes. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm I'm not a uh, I'm not a religious person by any means. Uh, I'm not an atheist. Uh, I have you know my own particular viewpoint on faith. Um, and I think it's great. People who do have faith, uh, you know, I, I think it's a great thing. It doesn't even matter what you believe in, as long as you believe in something. I think it's great, uh, whatever that is. Um, that's kind of where I was going to. Yeah, yeah, in something.
0: As long, yeah, as, as, long you as you know,
1: believe in something, it gives you, know, you that hope it, and that
0: optimism in the world. Is is, is kind of where but I'm. But I've more.
1: had I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people that you know uh, about the whole faith thing and and religion as a whole, and it can go both ways. Have faith in your beliefs. Be careful about having faith in a belief system.
0: Yes, I wouldn't believe in a pastor, just have a faith. Right, I yeah. Believe in
1: your principles. And, and it, actually, it actually goes to um, politics as well, because you have a lot of people who are like, oh, well... I'm going to vote for this guy because he's a Republican. I'm going to vote for this guy because he's a Democrat. And that's ridiculous. Don't have faith in the belief system. Have faith in general. Or believe in an ide- an ideology. That's kind of how I look at it. You know, judge, you know, not don't judge, but put your faith in people based on the person not as what they say their ideology is so it's it's a conversation I try not to get into too much and I'm being very guarded about it right now as you can probably tell (laughs) because I'm trying not to offend anyone uh, because like I said my own particular belief structure sometimes kind of rubs people the wrong way Um, but yeah nothing you do rubs me the wrong way John.
0: Hey, folks, do me a huge favor and rate this podcast on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. It helps us reach a higher audience. It helps us reach out to those people who may also enjoy this podcast. Also, like it, subscribe to it if you haven't subscribed yet, and be sure to share it with your friends and family.
1: All right, let's talk about Wiener. Wow, that was a weird
3: question.
1: There's a segue for you. Yeah, a Okay.
0: So folks, if you're not a California listener and we do have listeners from all over the world, actually I was looking down the analytics and we have people from Norway listening and okay. Denmark and Canada and <coughs> so I might throw a Can- Canadian joke in there every once in a while. But anyways I'm uh, State Senator introduces plan for California to take over PG and E. PG and E is one of the biggest and probably main um it stands for Pacific Gas and Electric. It's the electric company of California, uh, one of the main ones, right? There's a few others that are out there. Um, so State Senator Scott Weiner will unveil legislation today to let the state of California seize control of the embattled utility PG&E.
1: Now, let's be very clear. This is not the same Weiner who was actually sending pictures of his genitalia to interns, you know, a few years ago. You know He's what, an gosh, person. I'm not going to assume anything about this Weiner. Okay, this isn't the person that got caught doing it. You're
0: telling me this winner has never posted a picture on the internet? Oh, well, that's a
1: good point. Okay, I'm sure
0: there's pictures of, I'm this, sure there's wiener pictures all over, of this wiener all yeah, over the place. Yeah, there's pictures of this wiener all over yeah. the internet. It's fine. I'm sure it's ended up on people's phones. Stuff this is like a family
1: it. show, sir. How dare you? Oh. I
2: thought this was PG-13. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no way. We have a bleeper now. <laughs> Jessica's going to be like, kids, you can't listen to this. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> yeah. to talk about wiener.
2: Okay. Much <laughs> worse. Wiener's <laughs> bill.
0: And suddenly we're all 12. <laughs> Wiener's bill, which comes one year into PG&E's bankruptcy case, would use eminent domain to force the company's stockholders to sell their shares <laughs> to the State of California, which would then take over operations. Wiener said the new utility would issue bonds to pay for it. Can you imagine the billions of dollars... Mm-hmm. Both sides are going to pay to make sure this doesn't happen.
1: Well, I think this is a great
0: idea. No, that's great. Don't. No, I do. I think so. this is a great idea. Look
1: no, at all said, the other state-run so agencies. Like the, look at all these <laughs> other state-run agencies. Look at the DMV and how well organized <laughs> and how easily everything is done through the I state.
2: You're in and out, uh, right?
1: You're in and out of there in like five hours. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. super so simple. The, simple. the state knows what they're doing. Okay, mm-hmm. they know what's best. Senator Scott Scott Weiner
0: said PGV is a failed company. It is. So is the state of California. It is an irresponsible. Run company. So is the state of California. Yeah. So I brought Jessica in because Jessica's husband happens to be alignment, and I'm sure she has a wonderful opinion about this. And remember, I do have a blooper.
2: Hey, I'm going to control myself. <laughs>
0: Fuck that.
1: Oh, God.
2: Josh won't for that's, me. It, that's
1: Two minutes and 30 seconds the segment. Second. Right.
2: No, I don't. Look at, as Josh pointed out, the DMV. Yeah. Any state run. Places from California
3: mm-hmm.
2: don't run. California is so in debt; it's ridiculous. Oh yeah! Look at their forest management, which is <laughs> part of the wildfires. They won't manage forests. They won't do anything yeah, to help prevent this. Some of the
0: haters uh, who just hate pg and think that they're just, you know, ripping people off and they're starting all these fires. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of these fires that they're blaming on PG&E, there's actually no evidence that PG&E started these. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Right, but do you know there's a law that makes PG&E responsible for them? I did not know that. Yeah, so if it, like, okay, for instance, if a car hits a power pole and starts a fire, it is PG&E's fault. Oh, that's shitty. It's not, there's, it's a law on the books, and I can't, I was trying to find it last night and couldn't find it but it, there's a law that states that. So it's not the wow. drunk driver that hit the power pole that knocked it over and caused the fire. Mm-hmm. It's PG&E's fault.
0: So well, a lot of these fires are sounds- like, oh, it'd be like a really windy day. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, the fire started in this area and there happens to be a PG&E tower there. Yeah. Guess what, people? It's California. There's PG&E towers everywhere. Everywhere. The coal yeah. lines are everywhere. I mean, you'd be harder to find an area that doesn't
1: have them. Well, I mean, a lot of these <laughs> fires are actually the fault of government because the... Uh, uh, what is it the uh, what did you say forestry? Forest management. Forest management services went into a lot of counties and said, "Hey, you have some serious overgrowth, uh, you know, in uh, on your roads, and you guys need to deal with that because it's a fire hazard. It's going to cost this much to deal with it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll put it on the thing. Ooh, wait a minute. If we do that, then we can't give ourselves a raise next quarter. Well, that's getting pushed off, and that's what happened. the the, the counties, the county governments and the city governments didn't want to spend the money to clean up the br- the underbrush and these dried, dead, you know, uh, leaves and trees." That are the actual cause of the fire. So, again, everything is the fault of the government. And it's,
2: so in, yeah. in part of the, there's another issue with the customers of PGD because they don't want their trees trimmed to give the power yeah. lines clearance. And so then a tree blows over from your house and it's mm-hmm.
1: power lines and God Brent, good job thread, <laughs> Damn it!
0: I was actually <laughs> <laughs> Well, about a nigga every
2: time
0: I heard that in my head <laughs> uh, So, well no me, me, Mentioning the, the, uh, the uh, customers uh, My dad lives out in the country He has a 40 acre ranch and stuff He was a firefighter You go to his house today He has a metal roof mm-hmm. Metal gutter Stucco on the side He has no grass around his house He's smart several feet <laughs> He has his big just open dirt barriers yep around his house. Maybe his house doesn't look aesthetically the nicest, but it's safe, Mm -hmm. right? The closest tree I want to say is probably 60 yards away.
1: If if that close. Yeah.
0: So I mean, It's pretty far. And then he has like concrete in front of his house, he has barren dirt everywhere else around his house. He doesn't have trees or anything growing up. And he has three buildings on his street from a shop and a barn, and he doesn't have anything growing up close to these things. And he put metal roofs on all of them, so there's sparks and stuff. So when they did have a fire go through, he had everything, his back pastures were all grazed down. So the big rag fire came through his area. And as soon as it hit his property line, it burnt down to nothing. And it was just, shh. he said the bulldozers trying to cut lines did more damage on his property than the actual fire did. <laughs> you know, because he has metal uh, fence posts and everything. He's like, just let it go through. You know, it's not going to yeah. hurt nothing. You know, in fact, they'll put a lot of nutrition in the ground. It'll probably get better growth next year mm-hmm. for, his, for his cattle and everything. And his cows, he had them all in the barns and away from the fire and stuff. I mean, he was ready to go. But it was just taking those common sense saying, hey, look, it's not if a fire happens, it's when. And if you think that way,
3: mm-hmm. I
0: mean, it takes a lot of just... I mean, you, you can solve a lot of your own problems just by saying, sure. okay, look, a, the tree is nice, but maybe it doesn't need to be this close to my house.
1: But also, he was a firefighter. So yeah, he sure. knows all the things he, he, that he, can go wrong yes. and, and will go wrong so he can prevent that. So oh, yes. you have to look at that too. But uh, some of it is common sense. You're right. If well, you have a you know tree growing near a power line, dude, you need to keep that thing trimmed so they can get to those power lines. And if the, something happens and that tree blows down, it doesn't take the power line with it.
2: Well, and I know pg e and and e I mean, they're definitely at fault for things. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, no, they they really, suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> however, when I go to your house and say, hey, your tree is in the right-of-way, it needs to be trimmed. Mm-hmm. And you throw a fit and sue pg e over cutting the tree, then yeah. they back off. Yeah. And they've catered to customers so much now.
0: And you know what? You could, you could create a law just saying, hey, look, if this happens and you prevent it, you're, you're more welcome to prevent it, but we're not being liable for any damage or, or anything mm, that tree yeah. causes to line, any fires or anything. And you could even, I would say you can even hold that customer responsible. If there's documented case, a PG&E responding and saying, that tree's a problem, <sighs> and then that, causes, that tree falls and causes a fire and everything because you prevented it. But here's
1: the problem with that. The problem with that is if you do that, now you're going to have a multi-billion dollar corporation who can afford way better lawyers than an average customer proving that that customer was actually at fault. Well, and they will. It would have to be a documented case of them coming out yeah. and saying hey, yeah, that's a problem.
0: I guess. Which a lot of counties do that anyways. When I lived out in the country, the county would come out and they would quote assess my house for fire mm-hmm. and they would tell me, Hey, this dry grass is too close or this is happening, or that happening and you know, and they would just kinda of have a documented,
1: you know, piece of oh, okay. at
0: this address this was a problem. But that also leads to more government regulation and the other stuff. Right. See and that's
1: and that's what my concern is. <sighs> I have many concerns over this whole state of California taking over PG&E, but let's be honest, this is what's really going to happen. First thing that's going to happen is when, once California takes over PG&E, which I hope to God it doesn't happen, but this is the first thing that's going to happen. Well, we're going to have to create a committee to give our friends some jobs, I mean, some people, we're going we're gonna to appoint these people, we're not going to elect them, we're not going to actually, you know, go through a hiring process, we're just going to pick some people that we like, and, you know, we need to, we need to give them a job, we're going to pay them $250,000 a year, plus benefits, plus expense accounts, to uh, look over this now state-run agency, or however they're going to do it, and they're going to be, they're going to do literally nothing, like every other committee and state-run thing. They're going to sit there and collect their paychecks, and we, the taxpayers, are going to foot the bill for that. Well, that's the problem.
0: I probably wouldn't bother me if they did nothing. The problem is they'd need to justify their existence, so they start doing things.
1: And they Since start when does the government needed to justify any of the crap they do? <laughs> Especially in California. They just make up bullshit jobs We
0: see it out of work all the time. I know, it's my job now.
1: <laughs> well, you see any place that has
0: like a, a segment in their company that just focuses on the electronics and hmm. the computers and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I feel like they sometimes will like update this or update that or we're moving this. Oh, or yeah, this yeah. Those, those emails. Because it's yeah. like, cause it's like, why? Like what we have is working just fine. Well, and I feel like uh, you're just kind of justifying your existence and because okay. you're creating work for yourself. I
1: don't know that world, especially when you're talking about IT stuff. I don't know that world. So I can't, don't know enough to, when I get these emails to say, hey, that wasn't actually necessary to do that. I have no idea. I am always curious as to why they're sending me the email because I don't know what any of this gobbledygook means. So when you're sending yeah. a mass email to everyone, that's the part that says, dude, you don't need to justify your job to me because I have no idea if this was necessary. Yeah, that's true. When I'm, like, arresting somebody and I get an email
0: saying, hey, by the way, we're switching the server over. I'm like, I don't care. Which <laughs> server? <I don't... laughs> I'm busy. The what?
1: I'm being Wait, a waitress? <laughs> Wait, what?
0: All right, going back to this article, uh, this wiener actually started calling this thing a monopoly. The, mo- the monopoly is a privilege granted by the state of California, if Eugene has forfeited. That privilege, he said, is, is more beholden to Wall Street and the shareholders than maintaining its system and providing safe and reliable. Okay. Sure, I, I'll with about you, that. Let me unpack a lot of that. Okay, first things first. Okay. Um, the monopoly issue. It's, it's not the only company in in California, right? No. A while back, no, Cali, a Sacramento area mm-hmm. voted, uh, and they allowed SMUD to come in and be their power company. Sure. Okay. If you're really unhappy with PG&E, I think the answer is more competition.
1: Reading has the city of Reading power. Yeah. yeah.
2: And LA has it. LA has, the, yeah. San Diego. Yeah, but I'm all
0: about competition. Like, if you set oh, up a yeah. system where every you know, 10 years, eight years, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, another company could bid on the area and say, hey, we'll buy up all this infrastructure. It will be your power company for, you know what I'm saying? But see, t- but
1: that's the problem. The problem is is the amount of money it would take to buy up all that infrastructure from PG&E is so astronomical, it pretty much prices out any other smaller company that may want to come in and do that. Well, SMUD did it. SMUD did it for a small area. But and the and they did it how long ago? I don't know, ten years ago and Ten years. Was, Big difference between ten years ago and now. Yeah.
0: But my point is though is that I think if you, if, if, if you had competition ten years If you had more competition and kinda of unpack the what they consider to be a monopoly, you might be able to get uh, more response or stuff that makes you happier, I guess, with the company. Um, <coughs> uh, P e has not forfeited. Oh. The other thing I wanted to touch on was um he calls the um uh, what's we'll calling the evictions case with Oh, Eminent Domain.
1: Dude, Smud started was serving Sacramento since 1946.
0: That's not true, because they voted
1: on it. Smud began serving Sacramento in 1946. I remember the commercials when I was a kid. I was not a kid in 1946. Maybe it wasn't Sacramento. Maybe it was another area. Pretty sure it
0: was another area. This is okay. 1946. Moving on since you wanna rigging undermine me on my own row. Uh, intimate domain. I now, hate Now it's domain. your show? Sorry. This guy's trying to justify doing this by imminent domain. I have a problem with that. A I have a huge problem with that.
1: Huge yeah. problem. With that. You cannot force the shareholders to sell. And Okay, so if you force them to sell, what what price? If you're forcing me to sell, what what price do am I selling at? At a price you decided, or do I get to set the price? Because if you're forcing me to sell, hey, this is still um Capital, you know, capitalist society. Last time I checked, so fine, I'll sell, but I get to set the price. Yeah, so one million
0: dollars. Not sure a- what eminent domain is. Um, intimate domain is, a, is a, basically a set of laws or justification to buy up people's property for the good of the everyone else in the area. Yeah. They used it a lot when they are building freeways. They're like, hey, look, we're building this eight-lane wide freeway, it's going east and west, it's doing all this, and it's going through all this farm territory, mm-hmm. and we need to buy sections of your property. They're supposed to pay the fair market value, but that's when these things end up going to, to lawsuits a lot because what they decide is a fair market mm-hmm. value is not what the owner thinks is a fair market value, and then they end up spending thousands, if not millions of dollars each trying to justify why yeah. you know they need 20 million dollars for this property and not 15 million dollars they're using it for the border whatever. wall too they're using it for the border wall too trump is big on it i am not
1: yeah okay? i have a serious problem with trump, the whole idea of MNLB. trump has
0: even justified it to build um golf courses before i was not okay with that yeah okay i mean despite all the things i might like about trump this is one of those things that i would always strongly disagree with him on i'm not a big fan of am no they i like private property mm-hmm. i think people deserve the right to own what they are earned absolutely <coughs> um, shareholders. Here's the thing about shareholders, folks. Um, shareholders aren't just some anonymous millionaire that's someplace. In no. The a lot of these shareholders, a lot of them are the PGE employees. Employees. And that's their retirement. It's mm-hmm. tied up in the stocks and the shares and stuff. Okay. 40% of Americans own stocks. We talked about this before on the show. That is somebody's retirement. Okay, when you start messing with shareholders and you start messing with stuff like that, or you start trying to regulate bank, uh, Wall Street, you're not hurting millionaires and billionaires. No. You're hurting those middle-class, blue-collar people who just want to be able to retire before 70 years old and mm-hmm. enjoy the rest of their life.
2: Right.
0: Okay, so you always got to be careful when you start criticizing shareholders because you're criticizing the guy who lives down the street from you. Uh, and, of course, there's the constitutionality of it, All right, If eminent domain, if they really try and push it, the, you know pg is going to make the argument of, hey, we're a private corporation. Yep. The the constitution has free market clauses in it. You can't we're not for sale.
1: Yeah, you can't do that.
0: Okay, if you don't yeah. like us then, you know, some other company can offer to buy us up but the government can't just force it. No. That
1: no. Not okay. I think and I think ultimately that's what's going to happen is, you know, if they truly really try to push this, I think um, PG&E is going to, you know, go to court over it and they should win because you can't you can't force a corporation to sell to the government. No,
2: exactly. uh, well, I know the IBW is backing PG&E, too, because, mm. of course, that's our pensions. That's yeah. everything for all of us working folks. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. so, so IBW is definitely going to battle. With California? Yeah. No, and
1: I, and I think they should. And, you know, like I said, I'm not a fan of P.G. and I think it's mm-hmm. a corporation run by a bunch of, you know, brainless monkeys. But, I
2: don't disagree
1: with you. <laughs> but, well,
2: my husband works there yeah. and they know what it takes but
1: to But so to is America. the state of California. So how is the state of California taking it over going to be any better? And that's right. the thing that gets me is they keep saying, oh, we're going to take it over, we're going to take it over. But they haven't said how they're going to make it any better. Yeah, that has not come up once as to how they're going to improve <laughs> a damn thing.
0: Even me yeah. sitting here in this chair in my little house, I can figure out that one way to make it better is put a lot of these power lines underground. Yep. Right? I mean, that's. that's... Jessica's Ooh, giving me a wait
1: a minute, maybe not. Okay, <laughs> okay <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yes. Let's consult the SME in the room. Okay.
2: okay, so putting all the. Because my husband and I have had multiple discussions about this. Like, <laughs> why don't they just drop the lines underground? Well, it would cost. An astronomical number to drop all the lines underground. Well, they're already doing a construction. When a line is underground and something goes wrong, like if it's overhead, you look up and you're like, oh, that fuse is blown. Uh, oh, that's wrong. If it's all underground, you're like, um,
1: it's going to cost okay, more money to find the problem days. and then more money to fix the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if your power goes
2: out for something that happens, an earthquake, we'll say. Your power goes out. The lightmen go out. They start fixing things. They can see it overhead. They mm-hmm. know what needs to be done. If it's underground, they have to dig up all of these lines to figure out mm-hmm. where, the problem where is. it is mm-hmm. before you get power. So
0: I can see that challenge, but my, my response to that... I'm sold. Good. No underground. <laughs> my response would be I, the least you can do is at least identify certain areas that are just high wind areas.
1: Or, oh, sure. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, I think certain areas it would benefit.
0: Maybe it doesn't work here. It doesn't work there. It doesn't mm-hmm. work there but at least here we have a potential because it's on the coast and it's constantly windy mm-hmm. and we already have to weigh down the lines anyways you know, to keep them from whipping around yeah. so much. We're putting on But, well, so but here's so the thing: you know, Why don't why we actually
1: to... spend some money to actually improve the technology because we've been doing the same, I mean, from the outside looking in, they've been using the exact same thing for like 40 years and it's the same designs and nothing's really improved and when one of those big, um, what's the word I'm looking for?
2: Uh, Transmission Thank hours? you. Trans. No, uh,
1: uh, Transformers. When they go out, right now. My uh, so my understanding yeah. is is they don't have like a backup sitting in the in a warehouse somewhere. They actually have to wait to build the damn thing, which is, takes even longer. I might be using the wrong word. Um, but so it, it's it's a, it, for, some, it, for some pieces of equipment, I'm yeah. that to be true, but not necessarily the transformer. I
0: don't it Ge- what it
2: Generally, they have parts somewhere parts. In, the state they don't, they in don't California. Don't,
0: they don't do details on that kind of stuff, and I'll tell you why. It's because, um, if terrorists knew mm. which equipment they can't quickly replace that would be the equipment that they would
1: tariff. Well, to. of course. Well, you know, I, so I, I get that. I get that. That's yeah. why,
2: like, substations, like, there's a substation in Vacaville. It is under guard mm-hmm. security all the time. I went over there to see Josh one day, and, like, I couldn't even get in. Because yeah. it's guard, lock, gate, well, and it should be. Everything. It, it <laughs> should be. And because it is for terrorists. But,
1: I mean, let's look at, maybe, you know, maybe improving the technology a little bit. They, right, they I don't, have
2: been improving their infrastructure, yes, but my husband's working like seven days a week, six, seven days a week, twelve-hour days, improving mm-hmm. and and all the contractors. And the other thing about improving so,
0: infrastructure, I mean, you look at it from a business point of view. You have to improve not only where it absolutely needs to be improved, but where you're going to get your money back. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the times, the highly, more highly populated, and the more demand areas will get those improvements first. Mm-hmm. The rural areas will be like, well, if we could we could spend you know three hundred thousand dollars fixing all this over here. But it would take us 15 years to get any of that money back because if there's only 10 people to live out there.
1: You know. All right, let's
0: take a quick I'm so break. tired
1: of you not supporting my ideas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I bring you along. If we agreed on everything, this, this would be, be boring. so boring. Yeah. be so boring. All right, so uh, let's take a quick break and we get back news from Florida. And we're back. Yikes! A man enters the garage to come face to face with a seven foot long invader. A homeowner in Northport, Florida found a seven foot long alligator. Oh my god, I'm like, so glad you said that was an alligator. <laughs> I
1: did not know where that story was going. And I was like, again, family show, sir. <laughs> Lounging in his garage next to the driver's side door. Oh my gosh. So I got one too. So Florida man pulls over <laughs> an officer to ask for directions, gets arrested for DUI. <laughs> so uh, this guy was—he was—he uh, flashed his high beams to an officer who then pulled over, thought he was in distress or whatever. Officer walks over to the car, immediately smells nothing but alcohol, just you know, pouring from this guy's every pore, and notices there's also a 15-year-old passenger. Ooh. So he starts doing the breath—the breathalyzer—and the guy's like, "Wait a minute, you didn't pull me over, I pulled you over." <laughs> so he ends up finally—he uh he, he finally takes the breathalyzer, fails miserably, well above the point. Point, this says point .8, but I think it's .08 legal limit in Florida, and uh, he gets arrested for the DUI. But I just love the idea of the cop going up to the window and, you know, sir, you know, I smell alcohol in your breath, I need to take this. He's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, buddy. I pulled you over, you didn't pull me over, so I'll ask the damn questions. <laughs> you know, I just love that, that, that image in my head. <clears throat>
0: Next, a Florida first grade teacher tried to buy an eight ball of meth
1: while at school. From a student? I mean... No, from an undercover cop, which Oh, okay. Worse. That's even better. Who's that, forward- like a
2: resource officer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> a Florida teacher was facing
0: felony drug charges after police say she tried to buy methamphetamine while teaching. Uh, Valerie Prince, a first-grade teacher at Jacksonville Heights Elementary School in Jacksonville, was in contact with an undercover officer with the Clay County Sheriff's Office, according to the news release. An audio recording that the CCSO made and provided to the media revealed a woman talking to an officer about buying an $85 8-ball... Eight Okay, first of all, never ever complain to me about teachers not making enough money. If you got money for eight balls, you're making enough money.
1: Well, hold on. In fairness, you got people living in cardboard boxes that somehow find a way to support their $1,000 a week drug habits. So, because of that,
0: on. I, I was messing with my son. I don't know what it was about my son yesterday, but I was picking on him like all day. Yeah, I guess I was just, you know, toughing him up for public school. <laughs> but he, he's, like, he's like, hey, Dad what do you think my future house is going to look like? I'm like, he's, no, he's like, what color should my future house be? And I'm like, what color is a cardboard box? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Orlando, Florida. A, uh, a man filled his boat up with gasoline mistakenly inserting the fuel nozzle into a fishing pole slot and oh. man, a man pumped $60 worth of gasoline onto the deck of his boat and, and the ground at a gas station. Whoops. Okay, talking about drunk drivers, I kind of wonder if he was drunk. That
1: comes up, yeah, like, How do
2: you not notice...
1: Right? Just, I don't know how you... Like, know. even if you put it in for a second, you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't take you long to realize. Well, even then, if you have an outboard motor, that's not where your gas can is anyway. That's a very good point. <laughs> <It's a laughs> very good point. <laughs> All All right. Right. Hey, today's Valentine's Day. Oh, my gosh. So I'm not, not yet. I got one more story. So do I. All right, fine. Today's do. Valentine's Day. And how do you show your love? Chocolates? cards, little gifts. No. What you do is you name a shark after your wife. That's what happened. That's what a man did in Florida. He named a great white shark after his wife to show his love. Now that, that's the kind of shit that, you know, really goes over That's one of those things
0: like, well, is it romantic or
1: not? No. Or just weird. It's like
0: naming a star after her. You're like, well, are you saying I'm a you know, giant ball of gas burning billions of miles No, of I'm saying
1: you're the light of my world.
2: In, in Colorado, <laughs> the route, forever. at the zoo, they were letting you name rats yes. for your exes to feed to the snakes. Yes, I've day.
1: seen that. They do that every year, and I think it's good. Uh, I've seen one, one zoo does rats, another one does, like, cockroaches, and they feed them to different things, and I think that's great. That's awesome. It's a little cathartic and kind of cool, a little weird, but I love it. <laughs> All right. My favorite story ever. Um, last but not least.
0: Um, uh, narcotics found in a package labeled bag full of drugs. During a time oh my stop. God. Yeah, <laughs> I saw this. I <laughs> saw this. It's so funny. Two men charged with drug trapping could have done a better job hiding their, <laughs> their wares when using a package labeled bag full of drugs. for his <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> Ian Simmons and Joshua Reinhardt, both 34, were pulled over in Santa Rosa County on Saturday after a trooper checked them going 95 miles per hour on Interstate 10 on the state's panhandle According to the Florida Highway Patrol, the trooper determined that Reinhardt was, on, was also a subject of an act of felony warrant.
1: Mm. Okay, look. <coughs> I understand the basic principle of hiding out in the open, but they took it way too far. So I'm a
0: person who always thinks to myself, like, would this be funny if somebody else was watching it? And it is. So I could totally, like, see myself, like, I'm going to have my drugs in a bag. Called in a bag <laughs> that says full of drugs. <laughs> Back Back full of drugs. drugs. I would not be doing 95 miles per hour on the freeway, totally drawing attention to myself. I just think it'd be funny when I go to sell my drug thing. Hey, look.
1: <laughs> no, I see now. I think the idea was okay. If we get pulled over and they search the vehicle, they're going to be like, "Hey, well, what's in the bag?" Well, oh, obviously not drugs, because who would hide <laughs> drugs in a bag that says "bag full of drugs"? <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna, not even going to bother. <laughs> that. I'm going to get a gun
0: case with a bumper sticker that says "not a gun." <laughs> All right,
1: that's folks. Uh, Josh, you have anything
0: else to add? No. Jessica, do you have anything else yeah? to add? Thanks for coming back on the program.
3: Absolutely.
0: You're always welcome back. High class line trash. Not That's sure. right. <laughs> <Forever>. <laughs> All right, folks, this is Stone of the piece. Uh If you have any questions, comments, anything you want to add, DTP at USA.com. That's our email, DTP at USA.com. You can also find us on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter, DTP1199. There's our Twitter handle, Twiddle. Twiddle. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any hate mail for Josh, his email is What? Why are you looking at me for I'm just reading. Just waiting. <laughs> His email is muffin tops eleven ninety nine at compuserve dot com. That is muffin tops eleven ninety nine at compuserve. Once again, not my email address. <laughs> if you want to email hate mail with Jessica or see if she's single, it is I like green stuff marijuana ha 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 at four twenty hotmail dot com. I can't repeat all that
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> it just came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Both. Bye.
3: My
2: my best friend gave me a eight. (laughs) 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 Joshua says I'll bring the guns.
1: (laughs) Nice.